Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to write? Do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career? Then tune in and take notes because on Simply Write, we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life. Let's go. Well, hello there and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about the writer's craft and crafting a writer's life. And today, we're going to talk about what I did for the weekend. And don't get excited. It's not all that fancy, but... I did spend the weekend in revisions. And I have to say, when it comes to writing, revision is one of my favorite aspects of the job. It's one of the favorite things uh, that I get to do. So we're going to talk about why today. And just like the writing process, I think we need to have a revision process, a strategy for approaching the work. And I'm going to share with you today what my strategy is and how you can start adapting yours to make the process more enjoyable for you as well. But first, we start with the dailies. All right, so what am I working on today? I'm looking at my to-do list as we speak so I can see what I've got lined up. I'm a big list maker, as you've heard me say before. It helps me keep things on track. So I'm going to continue with a, a little snippet of revision. I want to tweak some things at the end of a chapter before my writer's group tomorrow. Uh, I've got an invoice to send out. I've got some bills to pay. Um, I've also got some correspondence to do as a podcast host and a writer, you're always looking for sources and people to talk to for your articles in the show. And so I'm constantly sending out uh, emails or uh, information to people that I'd like to interview and have on the show. I'm going to do that today, approach some other people, and I'm developing a new book idea. I'm not going to tell you what it is because who knows if it's going to be something I follow through, but I've got this idea and I haven't been able to let it go. And so I've started concepting that idea. I write a, a page brief, a treatment of of what that book would look like, some of the aspects of it. So I can sell it to myself before I take it out to an agent or publisher, right? I need to think about whether this is a topic I want to live with for a couple of years or forever, because once the book is out, then you spend the rest of your time marketing that thing and talking about it. So uh, you want to make sure that you're writing a book you want to write. And I, I've been thinking about this idea and I need to start getting some uh, parameters down on paper 
some structure so I really know what it would look like and what it would be like to live with before I pursue it any further. That's what I'm working on today. Those are the dailies. All right, it's time to head into our craft talk. And today we're talking about revision. I think it's essential. I think it's one of the most important aspects of our writing job. And you know me, I think it's one of the most fun parts too. For me, the revision is is much more creative than the actual writing. The writing, I feel pressure and it's hard to get my hands around the story often. But with revision, I can see stuff already on the page. I'm never coming to it cold. And the revision process involves me thinking about the idea off and on, whether I'm sitting down at the computer or not, and then, and then working through it and really making the writing better. When I write my first draft, it's it's uncomfortable for me because it really is pretty bad. I mean, there are aspects of it that I like, and, and I enjoy that process too once I know... Uh, the direction I'm going to head, but revision is really where um, I thrive. I think I think I've worked hard to become better at it, and I really enjoy the writing part of revision. I think the problem we get into as writers, though, is we think of it as something separate than the writing. I think it is the writing process. We talk about writing process, and revision is part of it. So. It's important that we have a strategy that we can use when we're tackling our revisions because they will occur at different stages throughout the writing process, right? Too often, people look at revision as something that we do at the end. You polish the draft at the end. The working writers I know don't see revision like that. They see it as an integral part of the writing process. And they will often, and they meaning me too, will often spend as much time or more on the revision than drafting the original document. That's absolutely true for me. My revision process differs slightly if I'm working on a book or an essay or a post or article, mostly because of the sheer volume of material. I can write an essay in in 1,200 words. You know, a chapter might be 1,200 to 2,000 words. A book is going to be, you know, 60,000 to 90,000 words. And so how you approach your revision process will differ a little bit based on what you're creating. However, I still use the same revising components and practice in everything I do. I schedule it differently, I manage it differently, but it's the same approach every time I sit down to revise a document. And that's what I'm going to talk about with you today. Um, Because, you know, you may come to this with a blog post or an article, you may come to this with a chapter or a book length project, and all of those are going to require substantial revisions, I would say. And it's simply different and the length of time will differ based on how long the material is you're working on. Okay. So here's how I start my writing process. And I've shared this part of it with you. When I'm working on a new chapter or a new article, whatever it is, I sit down um, and I do a quick draft and then I'm done for the day. And by quick draft, sometimes people call this like the vomit draft. For me, a quick draft is just take everything I know and 
put it on the page as fast as I can in, in some kind of linear frames. So if I'm writing an article, I know I need an opening, I know I need the focus statement, I know I need my main points and the ending, right? The, the main points, the body of the material and support, and then the ending. That's kind of the format, loose format I follow for my nonfiction articles. If I'm writing a blog post, I will have an opening, I will have the uh, same thing that the main focus the angle of the post and then my list items or whatever i'm going to include to support that main focus and it's in a chapter i will have the opening depending on whether it's fiction or nonfiction. i will go into the main action of the piece and and then the support material to carry the character through that action or to carry the in nonfiction, there are also characters to carry the character through their exploration of the main idea of the chapter. Now, all that ties into the larger book, but it, but it's boiled down into those segments for me. And so when I do a quick draft, I will just rip that material out. Um, sometimes I have some notes on paper that I've written by hand that I want to make sure include, but I will just sit down and push that material out on the page as fast as I can. And once I get the quick draft out, I'm done for the day. Sometimes this can take five minutes. Sometimes this takes all day. Sometimes my quick draft feels hard and terrible and takes forever. Now, never is the quick draft awesome. Rarely. I mean, I will have components that I like a lot, things that I'll come back and and use and will remain in the final piece. But, uh, never is the point of creating magic writing. For me, the quick draft is a way to get the writing on the page because I know I love revision and this is going to be a way for me to come back and make it better. Quick draft, take off, be done for the day. And before you sign out of your computer that night, then go back and look just glance at the quick draft, don't edit it, don't just get it in your unconscious mind so your brain can play with it. Uh, go looking for the big stuff, make sure that major components are in there. So you're thinking about it through the day and through the night until you come back at, at, come back to it in the morning, right? Okay. Come back to it the next day, keep going. The next stage of my revision process is I really go to that quick draft and I look at the structure. Do I have all the components? Do I have a clear focus so people know what the chapter or the article or the essay is going to be about? Do I have a, a natural opening that works? Often I don't. Often you will find the opening way down on the page. This is a good time when you come back to that first revision to look for those obvious, are there obvious echoes? Are there words that aren't working? Does the story make sense? Does the beginning start at the beginning or is it, do you find it way down on the page like I suggested? Now, I, I always find it way down in the page in both my nonfiction and my fiction work. And in fact, in my workshop, uh, my workshop leader will often say, no, I think you can cut out the first five graphs and, and there's the beginning. So it happens in just about everything I do, even when I think it hasn't happened. So be patient with yourself. But those are the kinds of things you look for. The obvious things that stick out when you come back to the quick draft a day or two later. And then you start working on those things. Now, there's no hurry here. Like you don't have to, you know, rip through it and be on any schedule. Revision happens in the time it needs to take. The good thing to know as a professional then is 
what is your process going to be? My revision process for an article, for a blog post, for a newsletter is so much faster now after all these years than it was in the early days. And yet still, I leave a lot of time to do it because again, this is where the heavy lifting for the writing happens for me. This is where I really get to leave my mark. I like to style the writing. I like to think about these ideas and every piece needs revision. So build it into your deadline schedule. I always leave, um, you know, a week for revision. Now, if I don't use it all, that's great. And, and I'm talking about for the essays and the shorter articles. You know, I revised my book over the course of a year uh, or many, many months of heavy revision or whatever it is. It depends on the kind of book you're writing and where you're at in that process. But leave the time for your revision process. And this is why when you're coming to this uh podcast today, think about what your revision process is, just like your writing process, so you can go to it, so you can be successful. And in the beginning, if you're just developing, write write it down, write so that you can experiment and play with and, and see what works. And this has developed for years over me. Some of it came naturally, some of it I had to try different things until I found something that really helped me get the writing where I wanted it to be and gave me the time to do that work. Okay. So write the quick draft, then come back to it, look for the obvious things that need changed or fixing, the echoes, the repetitive language, the lines that aren't working, the typos, and fix those as you're reading through it. If there's a section that's more complicated that you know isn't flowing, that it just isn't working, but you're not sure what to do with it yet, mark that. I usually put that in bold or highlight it. I do all this stage on the computer. I'll mark it and just know I'm not going to spend the time in this now. The the first revise is just quickly going through this, the one limited section, the one chapter, the one article, and then uh, going on. Now, it doesn't matter what I'm working on, a book or a shorter project. When I come back to the revision page that day, I always read what I've written just before. So it may be the whole article, you know, from start to finish in the quick draft version. Um, and then I'll make the obvious changes and then read it again and really get down to work. When I'm doing a book project, I always read the chapter I wrote before. Um, the whole thing normally, because I need to root myself in the story again. And this is true for nonfiction and fiction, right? I, I have these threads that I'm extending throughout these books and I need them to tie in. In fiction too, I'm finding, because this is relatively new practice for me, I'm finding I really need to remind myself uh, some of the threads that happened way earlier in the book. So as I come to the chapter before, I make notes so I remember the threads I want to continue throughout the next one, make sure I don't leave anything out, all right? So you have this need for continuity in anything you write, and it's got to be managed in the book length project in a different way because they're so long. You're going to have so many words, and uh, you want to tether yourself to the characters who need to continue through the story, to the ideas and themes that you're spelling out and the actions too, right? You don't want things to be repetitive, but you also don't want to drop the action if it needs to continue on. Also, when you come back to it the first time, this is a chance to start cutting words. Now you're going to revise and omit words throughout the revision process, but go to the 
obvious things that need to be changed after the quick draft and clarify things and look at the beginnings and endings and are your main points there is the focus clear is it written as well as it can be um and then take a break and come back to it either later that day or the next day and do it again and again and again and at this point by the second or third day of revision i am really tight now i am looking at every line every paragraph not for typos i'm looking to see if the verbs are strong if the language is clear if there's a certain amount of tension and intrigue in nonfiction as well these are elements that need to be in all your writing if i have said i'm going to give you a list of five things to improve your life i count the things and make sure there are only five and that they're succinct this is a time to really tighten. And I have spent entire days on single paragraphs or openings or endings because sometimes it takes that long and you do what it takes. Now, yes, how do you know if you're done? I don't know. There's a sense that you get just becomes somewhat intuitive as you go on in your career. So you've got to trust that process just like the writing process. But there's a bigger sense that you get when it's not ready. You'll know when you're not even close. And that's okay. That's a great thing to know because you have all the time to work on it and not send it before you do. Again, build this into your, your publication schedule so that you're not keeping your editors on the line and, and keeping the designers and so forth waiting for your book or your article. But build it into your schedule and do it until it's done. There comes a time when it is so, um, when it feels really heavy, when it feels crushing, that's usually how I know I can't make it any better. And it is possible to make so many revisions that it starts getting worse, that you start to overthink it. You become a little more obsessive, a little more insecure. That is when I'm sure I'm done. And, and it may not be the perfect piece because writing, hello, nothing's ever going to be perfect. There's always going to be a different, better way to look at the piece. But the reality is there comes a point when my skills, what I have to bring to the page, isn't going to make it any better when I've done what I can do. And then you let that go. Okay, you let it go. Now, ideally... You let it go, you walk away, and well, you print the, the sucker out. You print the sucker out on paper, and you walk away, and you let it ride for a couple of weeks. Sometimes a couple of hours is all I have. But for my book projects, you know, I would plan that time in and let it sit for a week or at least a few days. You need to clear your head of it. You need to come at it with fresh eyes. And I like to do this on the page. It's important that you see what you have out there on the printed page, not on the computer, because it looks too pretty on the computer. So once you have it printed out and you come back to revise it again, there's a couple things I want you to look for. And I'm going to tell you what those are when we come back right here on Simply Write with Polly on the Creators Network of Electricast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And we are back. This is Simply Right with Polly, part of the Creators Network of Electrocast. And today we are talking about revision. And right before we went to the break, I was suggesting that you print out your entire document, the whole chapter, the whole essay, the article, whatever it is you're working on, I want you to print it out. And and ultimately, I do this with the whole book too. But today, let's just take the segment we've worked on for the day. You've done the quick draft routine, you fix the obvious errors, then you've gone deep into it and spent hours or days, whatever it required, to really make it tight, get rid of those unnecessary words, clarify the ideas, really pick the language that's bold and interesting and intriguing, follow the threads across, right? Then when you've gotten to a point where you can't see it anymore, <laughs> when you think you've had enough, I want you to print it out, the entire document on the computer, put it on your desk and wait for a couple of hours, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever you can muster. When we let it cool, we come to it with fresh eyes and a different sense of what we want to do with the document. I'm always amazed at how much this changes after the cooling off period. I think is really worthwhile. Then come back to your page, sit down and read it aloud off the printed paper. When we edit on the computer, when we revise on the computer, the computer makes everything look so good, so shiny. And we forget what we're doing there. We miss threads. But when you see it on the printed page after a couple of days away from it, you see it entirely different. And it can change the whole manuscript. It can change the whole article. It always gets better in this stage for me. I've done it with all of my books. I do it with every one of my little pieces, my shorter essays. And I like to read it on paper. I'll do it with a pencil in hand or a green pen. I never use red because red stresses me out. I feel like I'm back in English class. And I will sit there. And as I go through the page, I will mark things and I'll move entire paragraphs around or I'll cross out typos or whatever I'm seeing as I read aloud. The things that you hear that you bump on when you're reading are the things you need to mark and go back to and fix in the larger book or in the larger document, right? So look at each chapter this way to make sure all the structural elements are in place and consistent with the overall book. Look at the focus of this section, the piece, the chapter, the essay. Make sure that the character has some transition and some transformation, right? Are the anecdotes that you've included relevant to the overall project or do they need to be cut? Or have you overused them? Sometimes I find that I've used the same anecdote different place in the book. Once is enough. That's just boring stuff. So those are the things I look at before I print it out and fix. And then I go through and I look for them again. I have a whole check sheet. Uh, and my workshop leader gave us a check sheet too to look at for fiction. But those are the things I look at when I come back to the page. I always take the manuscript to a separate space. So don't do it at my desk. Sometimes I take it to a bar, <laughs> but often it's the couch out in the sunny room with the sun coming in and I'll sit there with my green pen and I will go through it hard. So first you get the thing out, you come back to the page on the computer, you 
clean up the obvious errors and lack of clarity and then you really hone in on it print that puppy out after a couple of days of cooling off period or as long as you can give it and then come back to the page make the changes make the revisions on the page then go to the computer again and make the changes in the draft in the computer and start the process again. Those changes may invoke more revisions that you didn't recognize before. You'll see things differently the next time around and just follow them through. Let it happen then on the computer, then print it out, have a cooling off period, right? And come back to it and repeat the process. It seems like a lot of work, but remember writing is the job and revision is writing. It's part of it. Our job as writers is to create inspiring and important and engaging and fun and interesting informative material that we can then share with others and if we want to share it with others it needs to be published whether we're self-publishing uh, or, or going with a small press or going with one of the big five you want it to be the best it can get so you have a chance to do more of these things so that readers want to pick it up and they're compelled by the writing they gain value from it you need to do the best job revision is part of the writing process and again i told you it's my favorite part know what your revision process is so you have a structure to follow so that when you're swept up in the pages you're not getting lost or disoriented by what happens next you know okay i finished this draft i'm going to print it out take a couple of days away from it and then come back and revise that baby into a polished piece then the last thing you do is you know, you copy edit, you proofread, you come through and make sure there aren't any spellings. Maybe you do a word search to find out how many times you used the certain word skilled or gratitude or knife or, or whatever it is for whatever you're writing. You don't want repetitive speech. You don't want to hammer people over the head too much. Those are the little things, the smaller things that can make a big difference to a final book, a final piece to the editors. And those are the things I do at the end. That's editing. To me, editing is the polishing. Revision is the heavy work. And often, after I proofread and copy edit my own document, uh, especially in a book-length work, always in a book-length work, I don't necessarily do this with my smaller magazine articles and, and essays, but I will then send it to a professional copy editor or proofreader on my end uh, to look through the whole document before I send it to my editor and the publisher and then they will send that piece back I'll make anything that they you know then I'll evaluate their marks where they cut words or or changed words or uh, look at suggestions they have made regarding things that didn't make sense to them they don't change the work they just bring my awareness to it and I'll go fix those changes and send it off by deadline once I get that book out then the editors will come back with notes and thoughts for things they want to change. Sometimes your agents will do that before the editor gets it. And then you'll make those changes if you decide. That's that's up to you if you're doing a book-length work. Send it back to your editors and publishers, and they will send it through copy editors and line edits. You might see it again to make changes. You'll look at this book 
many, many times when you're doing a smaller piece, an article or a blog post for a publisher or a client, they're going to have people that spot those things and they may make the changes themselves depending on the editor, or they may send it back to you to make the changes based on their notes. I've had it happen both ways. So chances are, if you do a great revision and then you polish it in editing, you're still going to get it back with some notes and some things to think about. And that's great. Take that feedback because in the end, this is going out to the world. You want a book you can be proud of. You want a book that you feel confident in. And the reality is sometimes, those, and, and feedback is sometimes hard for me to take, right? Those notes, there's always a minute like, oh, and usually when you're working with a great editor, it can be transformative. They will make your material better. Every once in a while you work with somebody that you don't agree with their notes or their changes, and that can be open for discussion in some cases. And we'll talk about that on another, another show, how to handle some of those conversations if, if you have differing opinions. But truly, um, many, most of the editors I've ever worked with have been so great at their job and they have really made my work better. And so I'm grateful. Now that's my revision process. You might find your own strategy, but the point is to build in those steps. Get the work out as fast as you can. Go through and clarify your focus and your ideas and the action, know who the characters are. Then revise that again and again on the computer until it's smoothed out. Then go back to it, print it out and read it on the page. And this could be an extensive revision too. You come back to it after a cooling off period, you're gonna have fresh eyes. And uh, it's I've cut entire pages during this time, switched entire paragraphs to other chapters of the book. So this is still the heavy lifting, but I love this part. And then you come back and you polish it back in the computer go through the whole process again. And finally, you have a document, you have a book, you have a piece, an essay, an article that you can be proud of and that the readers and editors are going to want to read. It's time for what's in the desk. You know, this is my favorite segment where I talk about my favorite office supplies or the things I like to have around me when I write. You know, you can write with nothing at all. I'm big with pencils on paper, with pens on paper. But when I'm going to paper, I do a lot of writing by hand, um, especially notes and so forth. And I like the quad ruled paper. Five millimeter quad. I've, I've grid, grid paper. I've gone... I've gone smaller too. I like it. I like having the faint grid in the background and that's what's in the desk today. My quad ruled notebook. And we're gonna wrap things up in just a minute here. Your assignment this week going forward is to think about how you like to revise. Are you covering all your bases? Looking for all the different, maybe you need a check sheet. I use one of those too for my fiction. A check sheet of things I wanna remember to check and go through. Uh, kind of think about how your process works best for you. Is revision best fresh when you're fresh in the morning? Do you like to do it after a day of writing and come back to it? Move to another place. Is, does that work for you if you take the piece away from your writing desk? Get some sense of how your revision process is working, how it can be improved, how it's going to work. Because like I said before, this is where the writing works for me. And I like to have a framework knowing so that my bases are covered. So I know I've done everything I can to write the best piece I can before anybody gets a look at it. 
right? <laughs> it's always nerve-wracking to send something out, I think, to editors, even after all these years, and let alone the public, when you're going to be published in the magazine or on the site or your book is coming out. So do everything you can in this revision process to really create the best book you can, the best material you can, the best essay you can, so that when you do pass it on, when everybody else gets to look at it, you feel good about the work you've done and uh, you can rest a little easier that way. So your assignment this week is to think about your revision process, map it out, what works best, how can you cover all your bases to create the best piece you can. And let me know how your process works. How do you set up your revision? And, and any tips or tricks you can share with us, you can join our Simply Write community at simplywrite.substack.com. And we will keep the conversation going and share other ideas about writing, craft, and creating the writer's life. And remember, writers, as we go through this week, remember the words of George Orwell. He said, a scrupulous writer in every sentence that he writes will ask himself at least four questions. Thus, one, what am I trying to say? Two, what words will express it? Three, what image or idiom will make it clearer? Four, is this image fresh enough to have an effect? Consider those words as you go through your revision process this week and sit down and simply write. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Electric acid.